I would say that it, it absolutely is. And in fact, it adds sort of like this extra layer to it, right? Because prior to the use of social media by most people, you know, if you wanted to get sort of fellow travelers or people who weren't like directly members of your movement in to, uh, you know, support you or to, to add their voice to a campaign that you, you know, you were engaged in or whatever, you would actually need to physically get someone somewhere. Now you can either just like convince people to, you know, post in a hashtag or a meme or something like that. Or, or you can, I mean, frankly, you can probably just buy bots and, and simulate the same exact thing too. But it adds, it sort of, it, it broadens the base of mm. a lot of these groups too, because it's so much easier to like, you know, to like do this kind of like one clicked activism and be like, yeah, you know, I'm an environmentalist or whatever. Or I oppose nuclear power, which by the way is very stupid. Um, you know, it just becomes the, the barrier of entry is significantly lowered and sort of the floodgates are open and people, everyone just kind of can do whatever they want. In, in yeah, these like shortcuts have been created. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, totally. So, okay, let's get back to the 70s for one second. So the argument then is that it's actually like kind of contrary to popular popular history, um, that it's liberals who kind of paved the way here, that mm-hmm. their critique of corrupt government power that emerges as this kind of consumer advocacy you know, new new frontier, um, that and you know, and their movements kind of ensuing triumphs. That this emerges in tandem uh, or in contradiction, both in tandem and contradiction, let's say, to the te- technocratic expansion of efficient state enterprise, um, and it, an expansion project that required, seemingly paradoxically, a carving out or a clearing, uh, you know, a, a house cleaning. Um, the kind that efficiency demands, right? The streamlining or a kind of smearing out of the state apparatus itself. So again, you have on the one hand this critique and it's emerging out of and simultaneous to a historical state transformation. And so it follows that then developing out of this critique and out of this movement, that it too would now clear the pathways for its own antagonists, right? Mm -hmm. And we saw that, you know, too. It's like in tandem, in contradiction, you have the rise of the Reaganites, the moral majorities, the expansion and domination of the conservative movement's own existing civil society organizations and the kind of, you know, the the vastness of that enterprise. Yeah. I mean, this is the dialectic in motion, right? It is, yes. And so what we're, yet that's exactly what I'm trying to describe here is that the transformation of politics into what is like a quilt of issue-based advocacy groups competing for influence and influence that is dominated in dollars and powers, what it, you know, in what we now call clout, whatever. And all of this kind of happening in a competitive arena, what is mm-hmm. essentially a marketplace. So you flash forward to today and you've got BLM or you've got, you know, you said the Sierra Club, Planned Parenthood, Time's Up, GLAAD, you know, whatever. I'm just naming. There's so fucking many. You know what I mean? You're naming any organization that has over $500 million. Yeah. I mean, and and it goes all the way down, right? Like they're all competing for political influence, money, power, and they're all staffed up with their own political entrepreneurs. And all of this is sort of happening within this political issue market. And so you think to yourself, you think of how, how do we conceive of politics, right? And it's basically, we conceive of it as a menu of different political issues. Yes on that, no on that, pressure the government to do this, legislature do this, you know, tweak that, shape this, my take is this, my take is that. And this is because, you know, it's all built on top of, or rather emerges out of the market structures that govern and regulate all of society that were extended Mm -hmm. outward 
and into every social sphere, which, you know, again, that transformation, by the way, and this is important, was, is, was a victory fought for and won by the right. Yeah. And so you see there's a little dance happening here, right? Um, I, you know, I think, look, maybe a way to, to look at this is imagine a seesaw, Easy. right? Yeah, I've been doing that the whole time you've been talking, actually. <laughs> yeah, you can maybe imagine where I'm going with this, right? But so you have, you know, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, you have two – let me see if I can describe For those seesaw. babies who are too young to have gone to – who are just fucking little babies whose parents won't even let them Aww. go to the playground yet, who are just stuck in their crib all day like losers, listening to podcasts on one AirPod because they have to share the other one with their twin – Oh my God. Shout out to our baby listeners. Shout out to, Aww. yeah. Shout out to all baby. Shout out to all male <laughs> twins out there. Okay. So Seesaw, you, you have, have hard two. hard life ahead of you. 